Recording has started. Recording has started. Recording has started. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the monthly Gold Club call. Uh, we normally hold this call Monday of every month. Monday of every One Monday this week. Monday. But uh, if you're a Gold Club member, you can submit your deals prior to this call that we uh, will review right here. Uh, if you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen, but uh, you can't participate. Uh, you can get information and sign up for the Gold Club at www.bronzegoldclub.com. Uh, Aaron and Andrew Slack here tonight hosting the call. And go All right. Is that better? Is that better? Yeah. All right. All right. If you're a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or ask us a deal that you submitted, press star six to be entered into the queue. Entered into the queue. Entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. All right, uh, let's see who we got here tonight. We're excited to be here and uh, we'll get see if we can get this thing figured out. Um, who we got first here? Looks like we got. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right. Kwarib Bashir, I believe. Kwarib, are you here? Kwarib, are you here? Excellent. Does the population of 5,000 work well with the lease purchase? Oh. Hello? 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 Is this Korea? Sorry about that, guys. Having a few technical difficulties. All right. Are you there? My name is Mike. Mike, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. I, I got the uh, the cue that said that I can ask my question now, so I assume that I made it through. <laughs> All right. Let's go for it. Yeah, we were having a couple technical difficulties here on the, on the cue, so uh, go ahead, Mike. Sure. Uh, I'm going to make this kind of quick. I got a uh, lead from the VA service about an hour ago. I'm just trying to find out our luxury condominiums uh, worth playing with, or you know, are they kind of a nightmare that we should kind of stay away from when we're starting? Hmm. Andrew, that's, you know that's a great question. Andrew, you want to answer that? Sure. Uh, so I guess two things. Uh, I would say we have not done a lot of condos. A lot of areas, you know, have less of them naturally, including our area. Uh, they can be great, but I would just say be cautious. You know, with all the fees that are associated with them, uh, you know, it's not quite as cut and dry as a house. So if 
if I if I do have a condo that I'm going to do, I want extra sweet terms on it. So as I always say, there's three profit centers: the upfront money, the middle money, that monthly cash flow, and the back end money. Uh, and I want one of those to be huge or two of them to be great in order to do the deal. I just want it a little bit sweeter if it's a condo. Does that help? Huh? Okay, yeah, because this, this one's uh, – and these are luxury condos. They're pushing eight to $900,000, and it's free and clear in a high-rise near the lakefront. So uh, so it sounds great, but I didn't know if it was you know nightmare waiting to happen or a bunch of stuff I'm not going to know about, obviously. But uh, so what I would do, I would, I'm sorry, I, I didn't would, hear you. No, no problem. So what I would do is I would uh, call them. I would, I personally would go you know, do a deal meeting with that price range because you know if you do it, it it's going to be a big payday, probably you know hopefully six figures or close to it. I would make the call and go out and see it and make very clear to them that I'm going to get a contract on it and only going to close after I get a buyer. And then, you know, you have all the options. It may be an axe deal. It may be who knows what. But I would, uh, I, you know, I would pursue it as that, and it's going to do two things. It's going to build your buyer's list and credibility and, uh, you know, potentially get you a great payday. But I would not lock myself into that kind of, of, of uh, unknowns. You know, every condo is different. Every association is different. Some of them won't even let you rent it. You know, there's all sorts of, uh, of uh, things that can go along with that. So uh, definitely would not close it without a lot of due diligence and research. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. I know the current owner has renters in it, so that should be a clear and okay thing. And it came in as a yes lead. So we'll see what happens, but I appreciate you taking the time. Our pleasure, Mike. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And uh, let me just, I know we had a couple technical difficulties there at the first, so if uh, some of you guys didn't hear, uh, if you're a GoClub member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss, discuss a deal that you submitted before this call, uh, just press star six to be entered into the queue. Uh, if you are a GoClub member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your GoClub membership website homepage, uh, when you log in, uh, you'll want to hang up and dial back in using that number and access code if you want to ask any questions. Just wanted to make sure that everyone heard me. I know we had a couple difficulties. All right, we'll move on to the next caller. Hello? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, who we got? Uh, this is Danielle. Danielle. How are you doing tonight, Danielle? I'm good. Yourself? I am fantastic. What do we got going on tonight? Uh, so I have a uh, person that's interested in doing terms. Um, they're in a population of about uh, 5,000 people, um, and they're maybe about a 40-minute drive to a population with a million people. I'm wondering, uh, you know, possibility of how easy is it going to be to find someone to actually uh, move in there? Um, you know, that that is a great question, um, and it's one of those things. It, there's some variables there. I will say stereotypically, you know, I, I like those outliers of a large city because, uh, it, you know, depending on, like, the, the price point of the home, uh, you will find a lot of times that uh, certain individuals like to be outside of the city and commute in. So there's a couple factors there. A couple questions would be, you know, uh, who who lives in those neighborhoods? Like, you know, is it, a, it like, 
like what kind of people live there? Is it, you know, is it farmers? Is it, uh, you know, people that work factories or maybe some, man, you know, managers of, of corporate jobs? So kind of you need to answer some of those questions and then make the decision from there. But, but generally speaking, the outliers of large cities, we have success with that. Even here in Louisville, okay. the outliers there. 35 to 40 minutes out, uh, there's usually great success there with, you know, those pretty houses. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Danielle. You, is that all? Um, yeah. And, uh, so I guess uh, this house uh, is, you know, he's asking around 55000 so it's not a lot. Average house in the area is around 150000 Okay. Um, you know, and then, so the other thing, that, and that, that does put some perspective on it for sure, Daniel, but the other thing to look at, uh, you know, is the majority of the population, you know, is having some uh, some struggles getting qualified for bankruptcy. So you, you have a large market regardless of the price point. So that's just going to come down to, you know, knowing your market and then knowing how to market that, you know, that house. And then, of course, what kind of terms do you have on it uh, to make it, uh, you know, a good enough deal to do? Uh, because, you know, if, if that's your... If that's just a little bit below your average price point in that in that neighborhood, uh, even with a five thousand uh, population, you may be able to find you know a good uh, pretty house buyer for it. Okay, yeah, I mean I'd be taking over the remainder of his uh, mortgage, which, which is about thirteen years. Okay, okay. So yeah, just those would be kind of the questions I would answer. Is just kind of analyze that situation and decide if the deal makes sense. You know, obviously, uh, if it has a good upside or a good cash flow. Uh, you know, or or you can get a good down payment, or at least two of those three. Then you know the answer is probably going to be move forward with it. You know, within within reason uh, of you answering those other questions. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Danielle. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Who we got? Hi, I'm Melissa from Montgomery, Alabama. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. What do we got cooking tonight, Melissa? What's going on? I recently went to a seller's house uh, to negotiate terms. Everything went great except for um, he kind of stumped me with a question, which I I worked myself out of, but it was about the mortgage information. He had his mortgage company already auto-drafting the payment, and they took care of his taxes and insurance out of an escrow account. So he just puts the money in, they auto-draft out, and he asked me, you know, about changing the name on that account, which I um, I kind of just played off as, you know, God forbid something to happen to you and, and your wife's mother, you know, takes over the payments. You know, the, the bank doesn't care what the name goes in, but as far as actually going about and changing that information, I'm not sure how I would go about that. So I wanted to ask. I would want to... Yeah, I would want to find out who this escrow company is and if that's a possibility. Uh, you know, the, the simplest potential way is, you know, that he uh, cuts off the auto pay from that account and you just start making them. Uh, if it is a hired third-party escrow company, then, you know, absolutely. Uh, could be very possibly uh, doable. But, again, that, that would be a question I would ask the escrow company. I would find out the name of them. And uh, then I would just call in directly and ask them, you know, what the process would be to to do that, because you know that would keep it really simple. Because then all you got to do is deposit into the, you know, into that account and it pays it. Uh, but that would be a question for the escrow company. And again, you know, if it's if it's difficult getting that answer, uh, just having them simply 
stop that payment and and start you start sending checks is is you know the simple answer. Okay. Or I could possibly set up through another escrow company. Absolutely. Yep, would be very possible to start. Uh, you can, I believe, in the back of the Quick Start menu. I couldn't tell you the page number off the top of my head, uh, but uh, in, in the in the back in the Quick Start manual is a uh, name of an escrow company or two uh, that you are able to go through to uh, do just that. And uh, those are, you know, Ron recommended escrow companies. They're not they're not too expensive and uh, great opportunities for that. Okay, so that would be done. So should I have the seller call the bank um, and change it to my escrow company, or like who would I call? To yes, the if, yes. If that's what you uh, if, if that's what you wind up doing, is set up a new escrow uh, account and uh, and have you know the seller would absolutely just call and say, hey, you know, quit taking payments from X X escrow and start taking them from this escrow account. Absolutely. Okay. All right, perfect. That sounds simple enough. Nope. I think I forgot it. Awesome. So thank you. <laughs> All right. You're welcome. Great stuff. Thanks, Melissa. And then, uh, Aaron, I don't. I know we got some lead sheets here to cover as well, and I don't see the gentleman in the queue uh, that has those. Dustin, uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, Frederick Clifton. Uh, can you uh, can you give out that information for yeah. Al to ask questions again in case yeah. he wasn't yet? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, if you're a Go Club member and you do want to ask a question tonight or discuss, a, you know, a deal uh, that you submitted, uh, press star six to be entered into the queue. Um, and if you uh, if you're a Go Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that's listed on the Go Club member membership site when you uh, log in, just uh, hang up and dial back in using that number, and then hit star six to be entered into the queue. All oh, right. Yeah. We'll move awesome. on to the next next caller here. I know we got some leads. Also, Jamie, I'm not sure who else here. So, uh, okay, let me know if you see their name pop up in the queue here. I sure will. All right, let's grab the next caller here. Hello. Yeah, this is Danielle Hello. again. Oh, hey, Danielle. Hi, uh, I, I submitted a lead, so I I don't know if I jumped oh, the gun on did we miss Star it? Six. Oh shoot. Um, did not receive your lead. Can you share the details of us with uh, uh, of it with us? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it is a um, house. They're asking. Um, well, they're going to sell it to me for what they owe for one hundred eight thousand. Uh, the only downside is their monthly payment. They have a first and a home equity line on it, so it's going to be about a thousand ninety nine. Uh, right now, they're renting it out for. Uh, 750 a month, um, and I, I know the area pretty well. I may be able to get about 900 a month, uh, but obviously I'd be able to take over their whole mortgage. So, you know, I'd. Hey, what's, I, uh, the, what's the house worth, Daniel? Uh, the houses in the area have been selling for around 130,000, but they've had upgraded kitchens. This one has an original kitchen. So the only way I would do this deal, and Aaron, chime in if you uh, have additional, but the only way I would do this deal is if they refi their 108 debt and get that payment down to uh, below what I could get monthly. Uh, otherwise, it's a losing deal. Definitely. Okay. I agree. Uh, you need to get that monthly down or that's going to that's gonna kill your profit for sure. Okay, got it. Uh, or, any, or any sizable down payment that you would you know, perhaps get. 
Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Danielle. Thank you. All right. Who, uh, also, I wanted to share with you guys uh, regarding, and I know you've been watching uh, a lot with, with Ron, probably a lot of you have seen uh, some of the most recent events, but with the, the uh, COVID and everything going on, uh, a huge potential right now. Uh, and we, in fact, are, are uh, doing a, outbound calls. We hadn't done outbound calls for quite a long time in our business, and we're doing a lot of outbound calls again and doing a lot of deals with outbound calls and, and uh, of course, ramping up our inbound as well. I shared uh, with some of you, I know, uh, that we had uh, been getting a lot of ugly houses from realtors, and when that slowed down, uh, we've ramped up our our, uh, le- our uh, ads to get more inbound leads low, and it is unreal, the opportunities that are coming uh, at us right now. So I wanted to share that. But All right, who we got next? Uh-oh. You know, I I don't know if I'm doing something wrong here, but it looks like we are empty on our queue. It says that there's somebody else waiting, 520 number. Well. It's not like you switched to them. Mm-mm. Oh. It's Scott. Scott, are you there? Aaron and Andrew, this is Scott Cusack. How you doing, um, brothers? Yeah. Hey, brother. Good yeah, to hear Scott from you. Brother. Very good. Good to hear from you guys. Uh, Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. I'm losing these new earbuds, and I feel a little strange. It's got a lot of going on. But how well, can let, me, let me fix that. Well, okay. You guys hear me okay? Yeah, that was better. It's fine. All right, good. So um, my next-door neighbor um, has had renters in it for the past 11 years, and um, it's coming available now, and my sister-in-law is coming back from St. Louis, and so my wife's like, we should find out and see what they can rent there. And long story short, I hadn't spoken to the woman that owns it, who lives like two hours north of us, uh, no, 200 miles north of us. Um, I found a way, got her phone number so I could talk to her, saying, hey, um, we want to see about renting this to my sister-in-law. Is it available? And she said, really, I just want to sell it. She goes, you know, I'm in my 70s now. Uh, she goes, so I'm meeting up with a realtor this week. So tomorrow she's got a realtor. Actually, a realtor's already looked at it, and she's supposed to meet up with a realtor tomorrow, too. And I mentioned to her, um, well, we may have an interest in buying it. And I kind of mentioned to her about terms in a land contract. Michigan here, we kind of do land contracts. And um, she said, yeah, you know, I was just talking to somebody about uh, that fixer-upper show, you know, and it would be wild if somebody ended up doing that because it does need some work. It needs a new roof. And probably some carpet and clean up inside to, I don't know, it's more of a, 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 a sweat equity type deal. Um, but it's worth about 220 if it was all fixed up. I think it's about 220 And she owes about 70 on it. She's got about 16 years left on it. Um, 
back in 05. Her, actually, her brother lived in this house, and he passed away back in 06, and she had co-signed a loan with him to help him out, so she still paying it off. Um, but the payment's pretty close to 1000 I think, about 960 But I guess what I'm going to do is be able to prepare to talk to her tomorrow because um, I don't have an asking price from her yet because she's kind of going to wait for that analysis from the realtor. Um, but it really sounds like she really wants to just not have to be a landlord anymore. She really felt lucky for the past 11 years that these guys have actually taken ownership of it, and they pretty much took care of their own maintenance, and she just deducted it from rent. But I want to know what it is that you guys usually will talk to people about to give them benefits of them not getting rid of it so quickly by cashing out. I know COVID's one thing that's kind of an advantage for us, but um, not knowing what she's going to ask for. She asked something low enough for it, but the term, I, I'm, I'm assuming she's really going to, because she's in her 70s, her daughter lost her job recently for the COVID stuff, and I think she's looking at maybe getting some cash to help her out. And I guess I just want to know your thoughts of how yeah, to prepare myself for this conversation. Yeah, good question. And I guess the two things that we would do is, number one, uh, we would make sure that, you know, we always are pressing the benefits, and then, you know, number two, answering them to any objections. So first uh, part of the conversation I would have with her is, you know, the benefits to her. Uh, we're, you know, do you want to sell it? We're ready to buy it. Uh, the good thing is we normally pay all closing. We're not realtors. Uh, so, you know, we're not going to be traipsing through 100 people through the house, and we're not going to be uh, uh, charging any 6 and 7% commissions and fees or inspections and appraisals and, right. you know, that whole process, asking you to fix this and fix that. We're, we're, we buy it, we close whenever we, we agree to close and start making you payments and you're free and can move on. So that's the first benefit I would do, uh, you know, try to bring her to the reality of what she's going to have to go through with a, with a realtor, listing it, and dealing with offers, dealing with getting beat up, and dealing with and, all that. And inspections. Right. An inspection on flip. Uh, inspections are another big thing for a seller when they're, a, you know, an owner, like a, an individual. Yeah. You're so right. That's, that's Cause she, gotcha. Because she, uh, she ended up going through Google, finding a realtor that she said five stars, and the guy's pushing her to get her roof done, and she's like, I'm not going to put any money in this house. Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, you're making me feel better. I guess that's what my thought is. Like, it looks a little bit more so that's positive. The first I didn't thing I do, and now I like, and maybe it's an ego thing. Uh, <laughs> number two, I like pushing to them the fact. I said, look, I'm not a CPA, and I don't claim to be, but you know, you could ask your 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 CPA. I know a lot of people have gotten tax benefits for not you know not cashing out all at once. And you probably will net more over time selling to me uh, than you will by listing with a realtor. And then if they give kickback, I will tell her, I'll say, look, you know, it's up to you. It's your house. But I'm just telling you the way, you know, I'm not, not talking about, about anybody, but the way it usually works is uh, if this person lists it for you, they're no doubt good at their job, uh, but they are going to come back and need you to do things, uh, you know, such as a roof and such as other items that need updating, maybe even the kitchen. And then the next thing they're going to do is, uh, you know, once that's done and you list it and uh, 
uh, you've already spent that money on it, is you know if it's not sold in the first few weeks, they're going to want you to drop your price drastically. And uh, you know, so those are all things you can avoid by selling to us. And I just I put that in there because quite frequently after something like that happens, they will come back around a weeks or months later, and uh, you know they'll be like, oh my goodness, you predicted it. How, how did you know? And I'm like, you know, we've been in this a while. So yeah, right. Uh, just just absolutely the site. No, for a thirteen hundred yep. square foot house, it's a kind of a bi level deal. What is it running you guys? Because I know you do a lot of rehabs, uh, running for a roof for you guys to get done. Just so I have a um, an average size roof. I just I'd have to look back. My project manager, he knows all those things. But if it's just an average size bi level, uh, you know that about fifteen hundred uh, to eighteen hundred square foot home, we're running probably around. I couldn't tell you per square, but it's running probably around thirty-five to forty-five hundred to do that roof, tear off, reinstall, labor materials. Okay, that's that's about what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't tell you per square right off the top of my head, to be honest with you, Scott. Right. No, that's not a problem. I mean, this house is from the '60s. It's got the aluminum siding on it. It's just dirty as heck, and there's a cracked <laughs> window on the garage. I'm looking at it right now, by the way. I mean, the roof doesn't even go, but um. I just know that those are some of the things that I'm hoping I can those are, leverage, those and I guess it depends on, push on that one. Yeah. Say it again. I'm sorry. I said those are the hot buttons you should push on that one because she's going to get beat up on her price and she's going to get killed in appraisal. Yeah. I'm sorry, an inspection. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and so, yeah, that, those are definitely could be hot buttons for her if she's even remotely aware of that. Right, and I've got a decent relationship with her. Like I said, I mean, back in '06, I seen her the most, but she lives like, like, way up in northern Michigan. And I know that the only time she ever comes down here because it has to do with this house. And um, I think really her biggest goal, she wants to get this last uh, seventy-one thousand paid off on it. There's like sixteen years, but I guess I, I was thinking about the term. I don't want to like voluntarily let her know how it is I'd like to run with it, but as far as right. her giving me the longest term possible, her being 72 and wanting to get her daughter some money, probably, because she doesn't... I mean, I'm assuming that's going to be the excuse of why she wants to get some cash outs because her daughter doesn't have a job now. And, mm-hmm. and I'd uh, say, what, you know, number one, I don't know how much equity is there, but I would, you know, I would try to... If there's a couple grand, then you're going to, you know, just give it to her up front if it's more than that and see, you know, uh, I would do a twofold uh, offer. Uh, she got about 130 in equity, probably. If okay. it's fixed up, so she's I'm got about 130. Okay, so I would uh, I would try to get her, you know, basically uh, uh, let her know, look, you know, and that more by selling with us over time, but you know, and this is something, you know, obviously, decision up to you and and your family and how, however, but I would uh, say, you know, maybe we could even put a few dollars besides paying all the closing. Maybe we could even put a few dollars up front. Uh, you know, if I had to do that to get the deal done and sweep the pot. Right. Just like a couple grand or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, just depending on the situation, uh, absolutely. And uh, just a, a nugget here for everyone and uh, uh, is and the reason I was asking the equity, if it's, you know, 30 grand, let's say, which is 130, it's a lot more, but let's say it was 30 grand, a lot of times I'll do a two-fold offer uh, whenever they, you know, are, are stuck on money now, you know, they were going to price and they're getting 30 grand later. 
uh, is, you know, they want money now, I'll do a two-fold offer where I tell them, you know, we can do ten grand up front and nothing later, or thirty, all thirty later. So we either get in with nothing down, or we get in with ten down and save ourselves twenty grand. Uh, so we quite commonly do that. But with, you know, one hundred thirty grand equity, obviously, a little bit different numbers. So. No, but that's that's good. I, I understand the math though, and the and the reasoning. So that's that's pretty cool. Okay, Absolutely. well that that's that's very positive. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, supposed to talk yeah, really tomorrow afternoon. So I know, miss you guys. Uh, uh, I hope I catch up with one of you guys at one of these summits or something here coming in. I was prepared yeah. for Vegas and uh, got shut down, but I've been watching some of these virtuals online and they've been great. But uh, Appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, blessed year, and stay safe, okay? Much love to you, Scott. Appreciate you, brother. Talk to you soon, brother. Bye. All right, see you guys. Bye-bye. All right. Hello? Danielle. Oh, hey, Danielle. Hey, uh, one other question here. I'm looking to uh, expand doing this in the Michigan market, and I know that they're – terminology that they always use there's a, a land contract is there any difference there with you know doing uh the way that you do it in other states which state are you in uh i'm in uh why well, do arizona nevada right now uh you will want to double check with your real estate attorney uh regarding that i know state by state is different uh we do contract for deeds here in indiana uh quite you know frequently have uh, that being said, I'm not for sure what the answer is for Nevada and Arizona. So that is definitely... No, this would be for Michigan. Oh, this is for Michigan. Uh, that is a good question. I'm trying to remember any of my students I have in Michigan right now. Uh, do you remember off the top of your head, Aaron? I, I don't off the top of my head, Andrew. I'd be a little, right. I would be a little concerned that I would uh, give you some misconstrued information if I spoke definitively on that. Yeah, I would I would check with my Michigan real estate attorney just to confirm. I believe they are contract for deed state, but I I am you know not memorizing enough yet for, for all fifty states to give you an answer to be sure. Uh, if it was a co- contract for deed, what exactly does that mean? Contract for deed basically means that you uh, write up a contract. A real estate attorney writes up a contract, states the terms of the purchase the timeline of which you have, you know, monthly payment, everything makes you fully responsible. It's recorded downtown at the courthouse, uh, but you do not get the deed until you've paid the house off in full. Okay, so you can't write write it off until then. Basically. So owner financing, uh, you know, is our preferred route, which means, you know, we get the deed and they owe the mortgage basically as the, as the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You got you. it. You're welcome. Thanks, Hello. Hello, yeah, this Sharon? is Frederick Clifton. Hey, how Hello? you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Beautiful. Um, let me see. I believe I have your lead sheet in front of me. Four yes, Spark Drive. Is that right? Yes, it is. Hi, Andrew. Yes, it is. It's Forest Park Drive in Dixon, Illinois. I love it. I have good memories of Forest Park Drive. We uh, done a deal on Forest Park Drive in Indiana that netted out forty-two thousand dollars in ninety days. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm looking <laughs> for. 
Yes, so, yeah. we hope it's something to do with the name for you, for you, brother. <laughs> yes, it is. So yes, how can well, we as, help you on this lead? Well, as you see there, it's kind of a difficult uh, situation in that the the ex wants to be cashed out, and the uh, the boyfriend of the ex um, says that her interest is about forty thousand. So I was thinking of, first of all, maybe doing a wraparound mortgage and, I don't know, somehow, some way of getting her cashed out. But I don't know if that is a is a thing or not. I was wondering if you could help me out with that. Yeah, good question. Uh, shoot, if she's got forty grand of interest in the property, that's 90% of the profit. Um, so uh, I would just say, I guess, two things. Uh, number one, uh, looks like a potential, you know, good deal, but they're going to have to wait on their money. I would do the exact strategy that we just spoke about. Thing needs work. Apparently, they're aware of that. Needs some work. So I would yeah, do a needs two a little bit of work. It's, it's not really too much work. Maybe some painting and um, some carpet. Okay. So asking price is two ten. They think it's worth two ten. Fixed up. Is that is that about right uh, in your estimation? Um, the the Zillow estimate has it at two hundred three. Okay, so we're not far off. Uh, and they owe one hundred and fifty six thousand dollars, and their payments are fourteen hundred yes, a month. Yes. So sir. I would be in this for two for two one of two ways. Uh, number one, we got to have a little equity, especially if it's going to have a little work. So uh, I'd be hoping to get this for more like you know one ninety. No more than two hundred, but about one ninety, and they wait on their money, so we, you know, cover their payment till we cash them out down the road. Uh, or I would be looking to take over their debt and give them, you know, ten or fifteen now, so you're all in for one sixty, one seventy, and uh, you know, if they get ten or fifteen grand up front, they're they're moved on, and you got, you know, some some substantial equity to work with. That's the only two ways I see this working. Either A, they wait on their money, or B, you give them a, a little bit up front and, and we all go on our merry way. Uh, there's no way to give them forty grand up front and make sense of this deal, in my opinion. No, no, I, I didn't think so. I was um, I was thinking about just owning financing it and just buying it outright, but I can't do that if she won't sign the deed. Well, I mean, if you, yeah, you, you yes. You won't want to, you know, she'll have to be on board. And, uh, I mean, you could do, just like we talked about the last deal, uh, and, you know, where you don't get the details paid off, I guess, but what's what's the point? Then you got to chase them down later. Uh, either they're going to agree right. to it or they're not. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you can get in a divorce like that. You can work it out for for the best for everybody, and sometimes somebody wants to be contrary, and, and it, it don't work. So all I can do is say uh, uh, good luck on it, and I hope, I hope they go for one of your options. Sure, sure. I hope so, too. I'll get them, see if I can get them down uh, between 190 and 200 and see if I could uh, do it somewhere between 160 and 170. Is that correct? Absolutely. Love That's it. exactly what I'd do. I would just ask him that with confidence. Look, there's two ways I can buy your house. The first way is, uh, you know, you can do 195, um, close whenever you want, but you know, cover the payment. But we have to have to uh, wait on the on the rest of your money till later. Uh, or secondly, I can give you 10 grand the day I close and uh, take over the rest of your debt and 
you get a little cash. I'll pay off okay. closing. There's no commissions or fees, and you move on. Does either of these work for you? Okay. And uh, they'll come back around. That sounds good, guys. I really appreciate your time. You have a good, good one. Good luck, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll let you know how it turns out. I love it. All right. Bye-bye. we got next? Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Dolores from Atlanta, Georgia. Well, hey, Dolores. How in the world are you tonight? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. It's a blessed day. Absolutely. I'm excited to be on board. I'm I'm new to the family. And uh, Well, we're excited to have you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Now, I have a question uh, that I want to piggyback on the gentleman that had the neighbor that lives a couple of hours away that needed to get some money out for her daughter. Okay. Where would he get the 10000 or 30000 to give her? Is that a hard money loan, private lending? Where is that, those funds going to come from? That sounds like a private money question in, in a sense, Andrew. You want to answer that one? Yeah, there's two answers to that. So uh, the, first, the first answer is, if, it, you know, if she wants the, the, the larger amount, the, the whole negotiate technique is the larger amount is to be paid later when you cash out of the property. Right. So you know, if she accepted the, the, the opportunity for, for the larger amount, and she would get that larger amount whenever you sell a property, get the buyer qualified, you get paid off, and she gets her check at, at, at that closing, you know, a year, two years, five, whatever, far down the line. The $10,000 upfront situation uh, is, yes, comes from one of, one of three sources. Uh, of course, you know, as Ron says, only write a check if you're getting a bigger one back in a very short period of time. But, uh-huh. So could come from, from your pocket, if, you know, if that's the situation you're, you're in to have. Uh, the other two options is uh, exactly what you said, private money. Uh, you know, of course, I, I, I uh, will sometimes use a private lender for something like that. And, of course, uh, they get paid back at, you know, whatever agreed upon time. Lastly, uh, you can also, and this it's easier, remember this, guys, it's always easier to sell 12 houses or five, however many. It's always easier to sell 12 houses than it is one. So as you get more and more deals going, you, you'll have buyers lined up. And in this case, you could get a contract on the property. And I, I'm always transparent with my uh, sellers of what I'm doing. In other words, if I was doing this, they would know it. Uh, but what, what, I would get a contract on the property, and you could uh, you know, turn around, put an ad up, lease, lease purchase your own beautiful home, and uh, find a tenant buyer who puts you know, 10, 15, 20, 30,000 down. And the tenant buyer's you know, down payment, non-refundable option deposit, covers the down payment to the seller. Again, I only will do that if the seller's aware, everybody's fully on, on board and in tune with it. You know, most generally, it's going to be out of pocket or with a private lender if, if you know, that's what it needs to be. Okay, great. Thank you. Now, I have another You're question. You're welcome. <laughs> Good talking to you, Doris. Right. I have one more question. One more question. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. There, There is a home. I stage homes that are hard to sell. And when the realtor can't get the house sold, they call me and I come in and stage the home and um, stay in the home, actually, until it sells. 
this particular home is not selling. It needs, it's a pretty house, but it needs a pretty decent amount of work. And the husband would like to rent the house. Uh, I haven't actually talked to the wife yet because I'm not, I won't approach them because of my position and because it's listed. I don't know how much longer this listing is going to be uh, is going to to be held by the realtor. Um, how would I go about um, presenting a deal to them? I guess after the listing expires or uh, before my contract expires, because I can talk to them to after. My Contract. Number one, it's got a built-in lead source, so congratulations. That's exciting. Uh, number two, I would, uh, you know, I would just have the, con you know, that if a realtor ever brings me to a property, I'm never going to undercut them. You know, it's just not how I do business. I mean, you know, do it with them or I'm not. Whenever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the seller calls me or something of that nature, a seller calls you or, or you have, you know, access to the property from some way. I would just let them know, look, I can, you know, likely buy your house as is, um, but with, you know, a realtor involved, obviously it's going to come out of somebody's pocket, uh, you know, is there a way you can get your uh, realtor to do a mutual release? Uh, so the two options is when there's a realtor involved, either, you know, A, they get paid, so either the seller is going to write a check to them or you're going to write a check to them, or the seller gets a mutual release with them. Again, you know, I, I, that's happened before to us whenever, you know, a seller would call us. I, I remember one deal. They called us and they said, you know, hey, want to sell you my house. Negotiated deal, great. Is it listed? No. Go out there and there's a realtor son in the yard. And I said, uh, you didn't tell me about this. Uh, so, you know, I, yeah, that, that's the three ways. Uh, again, we have bought it all three ways. They called us, and then they got a mutual release. We bought it where the seller has literally wrote the check to the realtor, and we bought them where, you know, it made sense, and we wrote a check to the realtor. Okay. Does that help? Okay. Kind of. Uh, All right. What I need to do is uh, talk to – I really can't talk to the sellers just yet because I'm under contract. Uh, with the home Understood. staging company. Yeah. Got it. So, so I'll just by away. ear. If the deal makes sense, again, you know, you can always go through the realtor, but somebody somebody has to write them a check. So. Right, right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Our pleasure. Have a good evening, Dolores. Thank you. Dolores. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello. Hello. Robert right here. Um, hi, this is Jim from New Jersey. And I'd like yeah. to ask a question. Yeah. Um I have a I have a question. If when a property goes for up for foreclosure in New Jersey, um, the owner gets a redemption, a right of redemption. And I was wondering, does that give the owner the right to redeem the property for what he owes on it or for what it sold at an auction? 
you got a real bad echo, brother. Can you uh, mute yeah. your other device? Let me, let me try again here. Okay. All right. Um, is that any better? That's oh, yeah. perfect. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, I'm, I'm in New Jersey, and, and I was wondering if, if a property goes um, through foreclosure in New Jersey, there's a redemption period. And does that give the owner the right to purchase it for what it sold for at the auction, or does he have to, the right to buy it for what he still owed for it right before the auction? That's good. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can give you an answer from New Jersey. I'm familiar with Indiana, and they have a right of redemption, so that's all I can use an example. So you need to check okay. with uh, real estate attorney to confirm this. But, yes, there is a right of redemption period here in Indiana, and they do have to pay the amount that was owed plus – or the amount that the, the note was purchased for plus an interest rate uh, during that time period. Uh, if I'm understanding your question correctly, does that does that make sense, Andrew? What I said. Well, yeah, if, if, if it went to an auction, basically, like it sold for a certain amount, which is lower than what they owed for it, you know, all the back payments yeah. and fees and things. And so, do they can they just buy it for what it sold for at the auction? Uh, in Indiana, in Indiana, they can pay. I believe it's the amount that it was bought for, like by the note holder, and plus plus an interest rate. Uh, but I would definitely check with my real estate attorney in New okay. Jersey to confirm that over there, but yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's good to know because I was thinking about purchasing the, the right of redemption from the owner then. Okay. Um, and can I just ask one other quick question? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, I was wondering, how would you structure a terms offer differently uh, for somebody who owns a home versus somebody who has an investment property? I mean, because I know the investment property, it makes sense tax-wise, but, but like the homeowner, they have a, it's a tax, basically a tax-free, um, they sell it. So I was wondering if there's anything, anything different that you would do for the terms offer. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to use basically, you know, very similar reasoning. Uh, you, you know, they're going to understand that, you know, whether they're an investor or a homeowner, a lot of times it's going to make mm -hmm. more sense to, uh, you know, sell to us. Uh, if you know if they're an investor, the hot button may be different. They may be sick of renting and they want to be done. And so we're gonna you know right. we're gonna uh, you know explain to them the benefits of selling to us, and they're not you know renting it no more, but they're still enjoying the benefits of the monthly payment. Uh, if it's a you know if it's a homeowner, then naturally we're going to probably again seeing where they are, if, you know if they're what their motivation is. But maybe it's uh, the fact that you know they just want to be done with it. They don't want to deal with inspections. They don't want to deal with a hundred people traipsing through their house, you know, then obviously we're going to explain to them the benefits there. Or maybe it's the fact they don't want to pay a realtor, and we're going to explain to them we're not, we're not right. realtors, right. and, uh, you know, it's a, it's, they'll net out more by selling to us if that's the case. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. At least it's, it's enough to, to, to grab onto there. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I, awesome. I, I appreciate the thoughts on that. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Okay. All right, thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Richard in Aurora, Indiana, right outside Cincinnati, Ohio. Richard, how you doing tonight? Great. How are you? Awesome. I'm fantastic. What do one, we got going one, on? one of you two gentlemen mentioned earlier at the beginning of the call, you're ramping up your 
uh, inbound calls, what marketing methods do you use to ramp up your inbound calls? So uh, we use uh, several methods to, mar to ramp up our uh, inbound call marketing. One is bandit signs. Uh, we do that very consistently when we're wanting to create a, a large ramped up inbound call uh, coming in, or, you know, amount of calls coming in. Uh, we, are, we also uh, ramp up our ad spend on Google AdWords and, um, you know, try to increase our social media presence. Uh, those are those are really our three biggest ways that we ramp up, but especially the Google AdWords and the yellow uh, the, the bandit signs. Andrew, do you want to add to that? Uh, I would just say absolutely. Uh, what 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 Aaron already mentioned. Uh, two other things I like to commonly mention is as uh, good ways to do that. That's free or almost free because I don't ever want to see somebody you know spending money on mailing or paid ads online until. Uh, they're exhausting the free sources. Uh, as Aaron already mentioned, the, the, the signs, because we've had success with letters and mailing online is huge. Uh, but just a couple of, of uh, nuggets I'd like to add is the fact that you can uh, use business cards to your advantage in a huge way. The, the bright uh, day glow orange, like you know, right, right out of the quick start manual, you can use those uh, business cards and you can be giving those out. Uh, not only giving them out, but you know, local business owners of uh, of shops. And uh, for, for those of you who are, who are students, uh, you've probably heard me uh, tell you that in person before. But find a local business owner. Maybe they own a uh, tire shop or a restaurant or or uh, whatever, and ask to put the Day Glow Bright I Buy Houses business cards on their counter, and to give them a fee every time you buy a house from from the business cards that's there at their, their place of business. And uh, as soon as they get their first check from you, their first referral fee, uh, everybody that walks in the door will know that you buy houses, I assure you. Sounds good. Thanks for the tips. You're welcome. Absolutely. Great questions, man. We got next. All right. Hi, it's Howard. Howard Grammish, how you doing? Hello. Hello. I'm good. How are you? Andrew, um, we worked together a little bit in the past. Uh, I'm getting yes. back into business now. I'm up in the Northeast, and I'm coming across uh, some very strong short sale uh, candidates. So I'm just wondering if uh, what your experience is with those, those and also – uh, when it comes to the bank is not going to go after them for uh, the amount that's forgiven, but I'm not sure how the IRS is treating those. Uh, so if you could just comment on that and if you are working with any short sales. Yeah, we've done a few short sales, uh, quite a few actually. Uh, two things. Uh, we like having a really good – uh, you either need a good, uh, you know, attorney involved, or in, in our case, we have a really good short set realtor involved. And uh, that being said, uh, the IRS and I'm obviously not an attorney or a CPA, but I have known uh, people who have been forgiven of X amount of their debt, right, on the houses, and uh, and they would, you know, receive a tax tax bill for. Uh, according to the you know their tax bracket for the forgiven amount, if that makes sense. So, um, okay. I do not know, you know, for sure. Uh, so when 
let me chime in on that real quick, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind. So when whenever there's a debt forgiven that may let's say that they're, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, uh, uh, loans, right, where they where they uh, they're insured, right, and they they're forgiven X amount of the debt above what it sold for at the sheriff's sale, at least in Indiana, they will get uh, what I've seen firsthand is they'll get I think it's a 1099C, I think it is basically it's like a debt forgiveness amount, and they are taxed on that amount uh, if it's above uh, if it's, I, I don't know I think it's if it's above a certain level, I don't know, five hundred thousand something like that. Um, so you know that's that's what they they don't get necessarily gone after over that but they do get uh, taxed for that amount, uh, you know, that remaining amount that's forgiven. Uh, but okay, so a, the yeah, bank is not going to... But the IRS taxes them for that forgiveness amount if it's, a, you know, if it's an FHA or that type of loan, yeah. Oh, so then it, it's really going to come down to who, who originated the loan, whether it's one of the government entities or, or a private. The private might not decide to do anything, or is it automatic now, now that i don't know I would, i'm speaking from first-hand experience when we've bought short sales with the you know like fha and stuff like that involved you know and i've seen how they how they go okay. with that yeah all right sorry andrew didn't um, interrupt you i just wanted there, to that. <laughs> is there is uh, you know these are they're interesting because they satisfy the short sale satisfies the, the need for uh, for the bank so to speak uh but at the same time, it, it it gives the homeowner a way out, but then they have that negative part with the taxation on it. So I don't know. What, right. Do you have any comeback for that at all? Any 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 resolve that uh, you know? Because people, what I'm finding is they're of the attitude. I'm staying in this until I get kicked out, which uh, here in the Northeast um, that can go on for a very long time. It can time. be a long time. Uh, yeah. Or. Yeah, I have one right now that's actually five years, but there was a uh, there was a bankruptcy um, in between, so I think that's what allowed it to come out so far. But um, I'm just wondering if there's any uh, you know any resolve to them. They have to just be prepared to accept that, uh, especially if they're not getting anything out of it. But I'm finding they're either the attitude is I'm going to stay until they kick me, or uh, I'm going to you know go through with a short sale and and have that. Yeah, uh, the, the, and that's a tough one to overcome. Uh, if that's you know the feeling they have about it, uh, either uh, again we've just offered them the benefits, and quite frankly, I have to admit, I've only done a very small amount of short sales without a uh, without our, our very good short sale realtor involved. And he's the one who, you know, normally uh, he's tied in with the banks as well, so he does the numbers for the banks and and then brings us the short sale deals, and uh, you know works a lot of that angle for you know on our behalf. Uh, but the you know the short sales I have uh, done personally without a without a short sale realtor okay. involved, you know, have, have been uh, you know negotiating just the basis points you said, just explaining to them the benefits of, of selling to us and being done with it, and not being attacked by, uh, you know, everyone else. So, you know, the bank is included, of course. But, again, we can't make them a promise of what the bank will or won't do, but, but what we know they won't do. So. Okay. Um, to piggyback on what you said earlier, this is a, a second question. Uh, as far as the AdWords and the numbers that are involved, uh, do you know what a, a ballpark lead cost figure is going to be a, a cost per lead? 
Yes, uh, good question. Aaron, do you have the those stats in front of you on our most recent AdWords? I, I did have just – I just had them the other day. Well, you're pulling them up. I will say so – we. And this is including the labor. The guy who I used to use all the time um, – we was at 150 per lead, and we was buying one out of seven. Uh, our our uh, most recent Google AdWord campaign uh, has been, and that was that was the guy running them and everything. The 150. Uh, our most recent ad, not count the guy that, that ran them, uh, or the guys that are running them. Uh, I believe we're at 30 something per lead. Um, I would have to get those. I think that. it's like 36, 37 dollars a lead. I want to say for those. Yeah. So yeah, right in that range. So anyway, yes, yeah, that's so yeah, you said it. out of one seven, so so you're spending thirty seven and you're gonna do it seven times before there's a deal, or you're spending as much as one fifty, do it seven times to get a deal. Yes. Yes, uh, the, so the one fifty was a proven three year three year track run for us. The thirty uh thirty six dollars and sixty six cents to be exact <laughs> uh, <laughs> that we're paying per click through per uh excuse me, not click through but per per, per lead, lead right now. Yep. Uh is is uh you know, we've only we we've only been running this particular ad for less than two months, so I can't tell you the close ratio yet. Okay. So you don't know if it's thirty six 66 times 10 or 20 times to get uh, to get to the deal. Not, not yet on these. They're too new, okay. too new of numbers. Yeah. And um, for those listening, is there a minimum that you would begin with as far as shooting for a dollar spend, a daily spend? So, again, I, it depends totally on where, you know, each person is at. Um I would say for me, uh, you know, starting out, I would not have ever spent on Google AdWords because you can easily dump a lot of money before you see a return if it's not done quite properly. Okay. So, uh, again, you know, exhaust every free or almost free lead source before trying that. Uh, but, yes. again, it just depends on, you know, I know people who spend 70, 80, 100 bucks a day on, on, on AdWords and do very well with them. But, again, uh, make sure you're exhausting all free or nearly free lead sources before you go spend the money because you frankly can run a whole business on a free or nearly free lead. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, good hey, talking to you again, so Howard. Much, Howard. Good to talk to you. All right. We've got time for a couple more here, I believe. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm in Ohio. My name is Debbie, and I'm getting out Hi, of uh, being a landlord and going with Ron's system. Um, and prior to that, I had a rental property I was trying to sell to my tenant, and um, I, I guess Ron calls it work for equity. But it fell through because the um, HVAC system, the AC system, was older, and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I had a hard time selling it because nobody wanted to spend the money. Obviously, they're expensive. The rest of the stuff, you know, fixing up everything else, else themselves, I had no problem with um, on the rentals I sold. But for future reference, what do you guys recommend? Um, I know you've done a lot of fixer-uppers is what I was told. Um, for finding companies that won't rip you off in these situations because I found that any potential buyers were scared away by the potential cost. 
Um, yeah, I that, went to the Rhea clubs and, and got nowhere, you know. So what, what do you guys recommend as far as finding a decent uh, contractor for HVAC that you can work with? There, there's a couple ways I approach that. And first off, uh, I, I started out by talking to my uh, landlord friends, my property management friends, and we, we got contacts through them because we had a great relationship. So I started utilizing them for re- referrals. Uh, as well as other reputable people that I would work with in the community that I know have had lots of houses when we started out. Uh, frankly, now I have one on staff who's actually, he does a lot of general maintenance, but he's also a licensed HVAC guy, but he works salary for me. So that eliminated that problem now. But in the beginning, that's what I did is I went through people that had, you know, properties and got referrals from them for everything from plumbers to electricians. Uh, that's how I found, that's how, how we found probably 90% of our people is through referrals like that. Oh, that's great advice because, boy, these guys, I mean, I guess the markup is really high and it scares everyone away. So that's a great idea. Okay, super. I I didn't know where to begin because everyone I've called, you know, I kind of got nowhere. So. Well, right. Yeah, no, when you're pulling one off of Google or, you know, out of the phone book would be an old school term, I guess, but off of Google or off the Internet, you just don't know if you're getting somebody that's going to be charging you ten times the price or somebody that's, you know, going to be fair with you. So, yeah. Exactly. So property managers and, and landlords is what you did. That's where I start with, yeah, people that own a lot of properties and then, you know, and then property managers. Uh, those are the ones that a lot of times that have been well ingrained into the community for quite some time. If you have their friendship, uh, they'll, they'll give you, uh, you know, good people. They won't just give you their, their hand-me-down, so to speak. They'll give you good people, and that's a good place to start. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I knew you guys would know. Thank you so much. Well, hey, thank you. You have a good evening. You too. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. All right. You want to do one more here real quick, Andrew? Yeah, that's fine. In our corner, we've been about an hour. All right. Hello. 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 Hey, this is Robert in Little Rock. I'm brand new. <clears throat> and uh, hey, I'm Robert? new. I'm Welcome. Looking, I'm looking. I'm looking up at the bottom. But I have a question about uh, real estate ABC. May I ask it? Absolutely. Go right ahead, Robert. Yeah, on all of the, all of the properties that I put in there, I get this message, uh, this page cannot load Google Maps correctly, so I can't see the properties. Is, um, any exactly thoughts on that, saying? how I can correct that? So, um there's, I don't know how to correct that. I, I've had the same issue, to be straight up with you. I'm trying to type one in right now just to see what it does. Um, but as long as it will pull up your uh, comps, like in the spreadsheet uh-huh. below that, um, uh-huh. you know, that has your price per square foot, you know, the sold date, all of that stuff, I will just work with that because it also shows how far away it is. Because I have had issues with that map pulling up, but I just then proceed and utilize the data below that map that will not load. That's my bypass around that. Uh, and then if I want to, you know, if I want to farther analyze, I'll go to another source, whether it's Zillow or somewhere else, just to pull up like the map. Uh, I would not use Zillow for comps, but I will sometimes use Zillow to pull up a map and you know look at the other properties. So I've, that's been my workaround. I, unfortunately, Robert, I'm not the most tech savvy guy in the world, uh, but I've, that, that's my workaround. Well, the uh, the price the price that they're giving it says Zestimate, and so I shouldn't. And then head you, down it says you get to 
I actually, uh, Robert, I'm glad you asked that because I, for a while, I, uh, I was, I was thought it wasn't working for me because it wouldn't show the maps. But the Zestimate is on the left. You're right. But if you scroll down past the maps, down below, you'll see the property address. It looks like an ad or something. I thought it was like the first three times. Uh, but it's not. So go down below the Google Maps where, it's show, where it won't show the Google Maps, and it will have a property address that you typed in. So the yes. property address is at the top that you typed it in. Below the map, it yes. is again. And then below that, 98% of the time, or once in a while it's in a rural area and it won't show, 98% of the time there's you know two, sometimes five, sometimes 20 more properties below that, and those are your comps. So it, it shows okay. everything about yeah, your property that you those. typed in and then all the comps. Okay. All right. That's a big help. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in, brother. Sure been a pleasure. All right. All right. Well, I believe uh, it's been just over an hour. Probably time to call it quits for the evening. Uh, have we answered all the questions that we've been uh, given here? I believe we've gotten everyone, yes. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on to the monthly Gold Club call, and uh, congratulations to uh, everyone for being here. I uh, hope you've gained some awesome knowledge and value out of this week of this month's call, and uh, we will look forward to seeing you at the next call. Thank you guys so much, and you have a good evening. Bye-bye now. <laughs>